We have no intentions to educate anyone with this podcast. We will try to talk about jujitsu, but we cannot make any promises to stay on topic. Hello, everyone. This is Beverly, the tallest in her family, Mentoya. And this is Wei Kilo Tran, and we are Mentors on the Mat. On the motherfucking Mat. Today we're going to talk about being a blue belt. Everything from. The first time we got our blue belts and up until now. Yeah. We got our blue belts uh, to, what, 2019? What happened was I was approached by our coach of, uh, probably a, a few weeks prior to this. And he said, okay, um, go for an IBJJF or UAE JJF. So I signed up to the Grand Slam and the... National Pro. Then I found out that I got a blue belt, which I was thinking, okay, I'm, I signed up to pretty high level competition, and I'm going to compete as a blue belt, because I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm I'm a white belt, I'm 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 doing pretty well, I'm going to smash this competition. Mhm. And then. Well, and then I, I I competed and I got scissor chokes in my first two matches and I only ever got this submission once as a white belt and as a blue belt for whatever reason I got it four more times twice in my first blue belt competition honestly when I entered this I was worried and a bit anxious I was thinking I'm not ready for this I know I was doing very well against the blue belts in our class I was either being competitive with them or I've submitted some of them but again there's a difference between being in the class and you know being in competition mm -hmm. it's a bit more intense people wanna fuck you up and I remember I was in this guy's guard for a very long time in my first match he pulled guard he wrapped his legs around my around my waist and I was stuck in his guard for a very long time and he tried to armbar me for, for all that time and I thought no no not my first match no I will not be shamed sometimes Beverly gives me very calm mat side advice and then other times her advice is fuck him up way yeah I mean I'm like the hype man because like if someone's like that for me I'm gonna be like yeah we're getting it um, when you can hear your club shouting for you it gets you hyped more i can't hear anyone i'm just like oh this is awkward <laughs> this is so awkward we're just breathing on each other <laughs> i remember like maybe like a, a few competitions later someone came up to me and they are they are they asked me are you way and i said yes now the reason why he knows my name is because he remembers you shouting my name. It was my well, I think you should be thankful. Like, wow, I'm so famous. No, but you I don't, don't know my name. But I don't particularly like people knowing well, get, my name. Get used to it. Because you'll be competing and everyone's gonna know your name, so Well I'm well so so <laughs> oh, far Well so far my record as a blue belt competitor has been assistant in the sense that I've lost almost as many matches as I've won. I think that was the 
biggest difference that I was losing significantly more even though I was still winning but I was losing almost as much it's a very good learning experience because I'm I learned that I keep getting caught in people's fucking triangles well that's that's what happens in competition as well that you're that any faults you have is magnified and I think you, you're there's an issue for you that keeps on cropping up as a blue belt competitor as well. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember much <laughs> of my blue belt stuff. Uh, one, because it's been so long since we trained. And two, I was just going through a lot of personal stuff. So BJJ was very difficult for me. I just remember I was very emotional, so I would really go into class very emotional and I wouldn't really think. It was just a hard year, first year as a blue. Yeah. Um, one, I had a lot of expectations of myself. Me being me, I just, I'm a perfectionist. So it's just, I want to do everything right. I want to be at the top of my class. I want to be the better than I was yesterday kind of deal. But the more pressure I put on myself, the more it was holding me back. And then my emotions were running high. And then it's just, it was just very difficult to um, listen in class. It was very difficult to be with my peers. So that's why I don't really remember much. I don't remember much because it was a blur. I just remember it was like growing yeah. pains. Realizing that white belt, um, it wasn't easy. It was just kind of, you're coasting. Cause you're just like, oh, we're all learning. I don't know why I had this expectation, but it's just like, I like being the best. And that's just natural in me being the best better than anyone <laughs> that's just my ego like i will compete with anyone in class as well as myself so when i'm not doing well i would go home and i'll just be like oh be so frustrated why can't i do this why can't i do that i was just so attached to being better and it's like i always tell my coach like i don't like this i was so close to quitting there was just no progress like you get to white belt and you're just like yeah blue yeah you're riding on a high and then it's then it's like oh i can't move i'm either getting or I'm not even moving higher and it's like I am stuck in this like kind of plateau I've been I was stuck in the plateau for like six eight months just trying to get out of this rut and then obviously sometimes you're just like ah, you know Eureka I found it I, I, I know what to do now but those kind of growing pains is really tough and I think that's the thing with jits like you have to just do it keep going through it I, I love this sport so much because it's just it just tells you like no matter what like if you give up then it's like well you're not gonna learn anything but if you keep going forward it's just it's so nice to just like even though I was just constantly losing in class or just constantly getting you know battered from everyone even white belts I was just like well I have to if I want to get better I have to keep going because if I stop now then it's like, well, that's a shame. I know I'm not a quitter. I'm not... It's so hard when your personal life kind of clashes with your hobby and it just affects your hobby and then it's like, you don't want to do your hobby anymore. But then it's like, you love your hobby so much, you don't want to quit. I, I peaked and I got my blue. Not peaked. I peaked in 2019 when I got my blue because like everything went to shit because I was like what the hell is happening nothing is working out not like I'm trying my best and then everyone's getting better and everyone's being me and it's like Argh. frustration you learn that you, no matter how bad you're doing just keep doing it two steps forward three steps back but then in the end progress is still progress I was in my head a lot 
it wasn't a fun time. And yeah, so I don't really remember, but I think it's just a lot of expectation. I just know me. Yeah, I because I, I remember during that time as well really because tough. it was it was very t it was a very tough for you. Well, yeah, and 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 you and you stuck through it. And you know, I, I was kind of worried that you're gonna leave because oh, you know you're because so you're, you're you're my friend. Friends. Uh, I would literally message uh, someone and I would just say, "I need a hug. I just can you come into class? I need a hug." And we would just like hug. She, I would see her and I was just like, "I need a hug." We'd go into the toilets. I would cry before class. I'm like, "I don't want to do this. I don't do this." Mm. And she was like, "It's fine. It's fine. It's fine." And it's just like having a support system like that. You know, when you're going through something. I don't know what I was going through. It was just like it was like one after the other. It was just so annoying. I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to build myself up. Oh, I'm getting torn down. Oh, I'm building myself up. And it's just like, you get so tired of being torn down. You don't want to do it anymore. But when you've got people who just like stick by you and just be like, don't worry, you can do it. You can do it. Put your back to it. And then you just kind of like ride it through. And it's like, okay, it's, it's fine. It's just hard. It's hard. It just is hard. But it's fucking worth it. Like... It's such a, it's a beautiful, beautiful sport. Like it's not just, like it's not just a sport. And sometimes I sound like very culty because like I'm trying to get like my friends, my other friends into it. And then like I brought like, you know, uh, one of my girlfriends into it. And then she was like, oh my God, everyone's just touching everyone. And I was just like, yeah, it's so fun, right? <laughs> she's just like, oh, I guess. But like she enjoyed it. And I was just like, can preach and I was like yeah you know everyone's so nice everyone's so friendly like everyone just because everyone starts from zero like literally everyone starts from zero you don't come into class and just like write a questionnaire like how how many how much experience of jiu-jitsu have you had already no you have to start from white belt and everyone's got the same experiences everyone knows what you're going through and then it's like it's nice talking to other blues and it's nice talking to like people above you because it's like they've been through the trenches of having these emotional roller coasters and having these peaks and troughs and and I never knew that it was a thing that people leave at blue uh, I didn't I never knew like you know when pe like people make jokes like oh you got your blue now you're gonna leave us now like, it's like all these all these um memes that you never understood yeah I never understood now I get it cause <laughs> it's hard I think it's just because that there's there's no expectation of you as a white belt. It's yeah, like no you, you're, 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 you're expected to get fucked up. <laughs> so, so no, 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 no one really cares too much. But now it's like, <gasps> wait a minute, I, I have to actually good. be good now. <laughs> I, I actually have to know stuff. At this very moment, I don't think, I, I know some sweeps. I know, kind of know how, in, in the sense that I know how they work. But I don't think I've ever used any sweeps in my life. Yeah, I kind of I mean, like, okay, I'm like, okay, I, I escaped the side control now. I feel like I, I'm going to fumble my way up to my feet yeah. and on top. And I think any sweeps that I've ever done is like, I, I kind of um, found my way into a sweep. I think I'm always stuck in. Which is why I was about, I wasn't going to quit blue over this, but it was just so frustrating, was side control. And I remember getting away, I'm just like, get me side control, I'm going to try, I need to try. And then it's like, right, technique time, let's do this, frames, and, and then your frames fuck up, and then you're like, well, back to square one, back on the mat, okay, back, you know, pins on the ground, then you're just like, oh, and then it's like, you have to start from the beginning, it's like from the foundation of like, alright, 
frames, this, this and this and it's like, okay, no, they've they've tackled everything. And then it's like I give up. And that's like I'm still working on my side control. It's the transition from bottom. When someone's got me there, oh, it's so hard. And it's so frustrating because it's like, I know what I can do. I've got powers. I know what I can do when I'm there. When I'm when I come out from the bottom, I'm just like, I I can do it. But it's this this thing, this thing of like getting held uh, from my free will. Well, I think <laughs> I it's uh... kind of show off. I'm just like, nah, I can't do anything. I'm I'm here for five minutes. This is annoying. But I think that's also a gap in knowledge that when when you move on from white belt to blue belt as well, because you're you're so advanced in some areas yeah. that other areas you didn't have time to develop because you we because we got promoted quite quickly. Do you think? Yeah. Yay. So. Because this is your first martial art that you're practicing. It's not you, your only you martial art. You're the only, this is the, your only martial art you're practicing. You never had to encounter that um, obstacle, that brick wall. Mm -hmm. And and um, I've had, because I've done martial arts since 16 years old up until now, 34. That there's... Pause. You're old. Unpause. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I said unpause. Because of um, that, I've encountered my obstacles very, very early on, and I continued, and I, and I knew what it's like when you feel like you're not progressing at all and you, you're not going anywhere. And eventually, you you kind of um, sort of just do it you, and go with the motion until you have that spark and you find that light bulb moment where you realize. Oh, that's how I get over it and get to the next level. But there's a reason why there's that obstacle and there's a reason why there's that roadblock because you are going to that next level, but you're having trouble finding your way to that next level. I understand why it's a common problem because I know that there's a lot of people who start jujitsu and it's their first martial art as well. And when they reach that blue belt, I guess they feel like uh, it, it was fun at first, but now there's all these things I have to do. Mm. Uh, any blue belts out there who left jujitsu because of wrist locks, please inform me because I would be very interested in your story. It would be very interesting to, to hear why people just not carry on. Because jujitsu is everywhere. You can find a club anywhere, everywhere. The fact that this sport is available to everyone with any kind of physical ability is amazing everyone can do it so it's like what what stopped you from wanting to go further why would you stop why that's what well, that's what we want, yeah. want to understand aside why would you that stop? Unless, unless i can understand that um sometimes life gets in the way as well and then you're like okay i think this has more priority as that you might need to move away um, to another city or whatever and that part doesn't have jujitsu because I'm I'm continuing because I'm interested to see what um, black belt way is like me too I, I, I want I want to know what can we do as a black belt I'm That's interested so this is my longest physical achievement I'm, and it's, I'm so proud and it's just like what else can I do if I could do this in like two years two years two and a half years who knows what, what can happen in like five ten maybe 20 years I'm probably gonna get my back belt I had dreams I had dreams this year fucking COVID 
I was supposed to be the greatest blue belt regional champion ever. I'm having trouble getting gold. No way. I've been working on my wrestling. I've been I've been learning catch wrestling for for the past few months, and I, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna use some catch wrestling, and you know, I, I can't neck crank anyone. I'm not allowed to neck Is crank. Is that illegal? What's neck crank? Neck, neck crank. What's the diff? Where show on your neck? So if if you start doing something like this or this or this, trying to get Strength. a submission, just 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 um, wrenching someone's neck, you know. And then, so that's not technically a submission. It, it's, a... it's considered um, um, submitting someone using pain. <laughs> People do that. It's, it's, it's like if it's like if um, you get in my clothes guard and I just squeeze your ribs until you oh. tap. Sorry. People who do that. Fucking cowards. <laughs> Use technique. How dare you? No. I do that. No. no I remember <laughs> I was with this one girl and she was squeezing. Out of me, like there, I don't know what was coming, but she was just squeezing me, squeeze, squeeze. Was it? And it, it hurt. Was it? Was it competition or was no, it? No, it was just this, this newbie, just a new girl, and she <laughs> was just squeezing me. And luckily, you know, I can hold my breath like for quite a while. So she was like squeezing it, and then now she was like, okay, let's see how 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 long can she how long can she squeeze compared to how long she I can hold my breath, and it hurt like she had leg strength. So I was dealing with this, I was gonna say baguette, because <laughs> it looks like a bit, just twisty twisty around my waist and it hurt so much, but I wanted to tap, <laughs> my ego said don't, don't do it, don't give her the, the satisfaction. It would be funny if you got your elbows in in time and then, and then they try to squeeze and then your elbows dig into their legs, oh, no. that would that, be fun. Yeah, I remember there was this uh, tiny, he's not tiny, no, he's not smaller than me, but he's a relatively small black belt. He sat on me in a certain way, and I was thinking, <gasps> I, was, I think he sat on my like, diaphragm, and I, <gasps> I've never seen you suffer. <gasps> so this black belt sat on me in a certain place, a specific place, and, and he knew what he was doing. I don't, I don't, I don't know his name, but it was, but it was uh, maximum suffering. Maximum pressure. I, th I think I don't remember. I think I actually tapped to that. Or, yeah. Or did or didn't I? I don't remember, but I was, I was very close to tapping. It was horrible. Tapping to pressure is like, <laughs> it's like I surrender. But but there's a difference between getting sat on by a a, a gigantic white belt and a black belt who who knows. Where what they do. he knows how to make you suffer in a very specific way. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of Midgets on the Mat. You may like, subscribe, share, or download this episode.